Welcome to the Women in Leadership Body, Mind, Soul, and Business Podcast. I'm Charlie. And I'm Heather. And together we are working to connect women in leadership and business, empowering each other, improving the health and wellness of our community, body, soul, and mind, connecting to the heart and soul of who we are and what we do. Welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited for you guys to meet Joanne Edinburgh. She talks about food and nutrition and how it makes us feel and all the good things that go into um, how what we think about food. It's pretty cool. And- it is really cool. I'm very excited to have you on and share what you're doing with our audience and with us. <laughs> with us, please share with us. So, Joanne, well, go ahead you. and introduce yourself. Okay, well, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, My name is Joanne Edinburgh, and I am the founder of Body Wisdom Nutrition, and and I help women relax with food, weight, and body image so they can spend their time and energy doing what truly nourishes them. Mm -hmm. And I'm really on a mission to help women end the quest for the perfect diet and the perfect body. Um, I just feel like we have so much to share in the world and that is not what it is about, <laughs> For, mm-hmm. even though I understand why we focus so much attention on it and we can talk more about that. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a coach. I'm an eating psychology coach and I have a 12 week transform your relationship with food and your body program. And um, I also have a book club. If you're in the Seattle area, it's an in-person book club. Um, called Ditch Diet Culture Book Club. And mm-hmm. so we read some interesting books on the topic and have some great discussions around all these issues. So, yeah. So a well, little bit about me. Let's talk a minute about diet culture because I'm not sure um, all of our listeners might know what that means. So uh, from right. my understanding, diet culture is this mentality around you have to be skinny to be healthy. Or you have to look mm-hmm. a certain way to be considered healthy or beautiful or whatever the case may be. And we get in our heads about that. But there's a whole culture of it. It's in our imagery. It's in our commercialism. It's that constant need to be, oh, it's Monday. Mm-hmm. I need to start my diet. Like starting, always starting right. a diet, right. always mm-hmm. on a diet, mm-hmm. like limiting yourself. Yes. and. Yes. Those are all the things we're we're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Just the focus on, um, you know, having to look a certain way, like you said, having Mm -hmm. to eat a certain way to be healthy. And there's lots of myths about that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think there's so it's it's so hard to get out of that because it's so much a part of our everyday Mm-hmm. life, you know, and all the images that we see, um, particularly with social media. I mean, I know it's changing some, but there's definitely this striving toward mm-hmm. getting to be this perfect weight or this perfect mm-hmm. body size or type. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the reality is we're not all meant to be the same. Mm-hmm. First of all, we're all unique in many ways, including our size and, you know, health is much more than those things. In fact, I think Mm -hmm. there's a huge number of myths about 
the connection between health and weight, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's actually lots of research. There's a whole movement and, and body of research, you know, health at every size that clearly mm-hmm. shows that health and weight are not as directly connected as we've been led to believe. And that right. many uh, in the medical profession still continue to tell us is the truth. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of issues there, <laughs> but right. trying to unravel that and understand why is, is part of the work that I do, but it's not easy. It's not like simple. It's not a quick fix. Right. It's, it's and- really not because food is no. such a integral part of, you know, who we are as people, our cultures are around food and our gathering and holidays, holiday, like all of the everything things. is food food-based mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yes it's it, it's not not like um you know if you talk about certain habits for example that mm-hmm. you may or may not you know you may want to change some habits some mm-hmm. are easier than others because there are certain things that you can get rid of completely in your life mm-hmm. and so that makes it a little bit easier right but food is ever present you know we can't live without food and it, it's a good thing thing you know we need food to live and food is meant to nourish us Mm -hmm. so it gets complicated because Mm -hmm. there's so many you know there's both sides of of the issues so to speak um Mm -hmm. what's the right kind of but it's great the wrong kind of food you know and then how badly did you stress yourself out over trying to eat perfectly like there's so many layers, so right. many layers. I always call it being a food Nazi. Like, okay, I'm going to start eating differently. I'm going to have a different plan, but now I'm going to be a food Nazi and it sucks. <laughs> right. Like I hate that feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That over-controlling. It, it's yeah. kind of that, that limited. It's that flip side of you know, trying to make changes Mm -hmm. um, that kind of backfire, you know, Mm -hmm. this whole idea that some foods are healthy and some foods are unhealthy, good, bad, you know, the judging, you Mm -hmm. you know, I think for me, a lot of my, you know, disordered relationship with food, if you want to call it that began when I got um, tested for lots of different food allergies and, Mm -hmm you know, I changed my diet quite a bit and really saw the benefit of food and, you know, food is medicine can make Mm -hmm. huge, it can have a huge impact on your health and your life. Mm -hmm. And at that time is was when I really started developing these beliefs that this food is good, this food is bad, this food is healthy, this food isn't. And then Mm -hmm. that lack of trust in my body to even know what I should be eating or not eating, I think mm. really began then. And that whole stress response that you talked about, I mean, that's kind of the foundation of, of the work that I do because stress is, if when you're in the stress state, mm-hmm. your, act, your body is at, in the absolute opposite state of what it needs to be in to be able to digest and metabolize your food or even to heal. Mm-hmm. You have to be relaxed to heal, like all those physiological processes that happen when you relax are going to give you what you need to be able to use your food properly. Mm -hmm. And when you're stressed, that all goes away, you know, like your digestion can literally shut down when you're stressed. So it doesn't matter. You could be eating the healthiest foods in the world. And if you're under stress, not just while you're eating, but like your whole 
you know, life is in this low level stress response, which many of us are kind of living in that place a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. It's no wonder that we have so many, you know, challenges around these issues. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's just really important to recognize that and not feel more stressed about it, but you know, just <laughs> <laughs> to kind of just get present, like what's going on for me right in this moment or in my life? And what are the things that are, what are the stressors in my life? What are the things that help me feel good and, and happy and nourished and relaxed? Mm-hmm. How can you bring more of that in and take some of the other things out that you have control over? Obviously, there's right. some things we don't don't have right. control over, but right. right. So that's really cool. Wow. Yeah. So um what you do is you have a like what does it look like to work with you? Yeah. Well, I mean, unlike I think a lot of programs out there that deal with some of these issues, whether it be mm-hmm. weight or or food issues or you know, just going to a nutritionist, for example. Um, I don't have a very uh, an absolute set program. It's very individualized depending on the person that I'm working mm-hmm. with because these mm-hmm. issues are very individual, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, we're going to talk about a lot of the things that we were just mentioning. You know, what are the you know kind of take a a, a look at what are the stressors in your life? What's mm-hmm. going on with your family, with your relationships? with your job, with mm-hmm. your environment, you know, and, you know, also look at, we, we look at what you're eating, but that's not my primary focus really. Right. Um, but more, you know, who are you as an eater? You know, what are you figuratively bringing to the table? You know, mm-hmm. what's your history with, with food and that kind of stuff. Um, when do you eat? Where do you eat? How do you eat all the, really the psychology of eating? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, each session, sometimes I'll use a book, you know, as structure and we'll talk about those as part of our sessions, um, and bring in some different practices to try to bring that relaxation response in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's always some, some homework to do to try to develop these practices, but it's very, that's also very individualized. Like, it's not like, these are the 10 things we're going to do during our time together. It really depends on the person because I want Mm -hmm. there to be buy-in, you know, is this Mm -hmm. doable for you? Does this make sense for you? Mm -hmm. Is this something you want to try to do? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, what I, what I realized is that when you have these challenges with food related issues, there's usually a lot of judgment and guilt and shame that comes Mm -hmm. with that. So adding more things to do that you can fail at actually, you know, just backfires, <laughs> you know, so it's like, oh, forget this. I can't no, do it doesn't backfire when we do, do that, yeah. you know, three mm-hmm. more things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not that they're, you know, so I don't know, maybe that's different from what a lot of uh, the way that a lot of people approach these issues, because I think there is the like, here's the three thing, three steps that we're going to do or the 10 things. And you know, if that works for you, that's great. Um, but I think the reason why a lot of programs, you know, they were anyone, I think anyone can do anything for a certain period of time, you know, mm-hmm. and the people that can do those forever, 
that's really small number of people. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just think that's true. Unless there's a deeper reason why you're doing the things that you're doing, it's not going to be sustainable. So, mm-hmm. you know, I take a little bit more of a long-term approach rather than the quick fix because, you know, we want to try to make changes that are going to be lasting. And so a lot of it is about, you know, having that understanding of why we do the things we do, like what's the root of the problem Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of shifting the mindset from the judgment, the, the guilt, the shame to just having a curious mindset, like, Hmm, I wonder why I do that. Or I Mm -hmm. wonder about this. And just that will bring in that Mm self-compassion, the acceptance, like this is where things are at right now. Yeah. The awareness. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, exactly. I mean, it's so important to be really aware and present and just accepting of like, this is where I'm at right now. And it can be different today, tomorrow, next week, you know, Mm -hmm. things change all the time. And um, just shifting that mindset, I think is really important to making real transformation, you know, because just adding more things to feel guilty or ashamed about or not doing the failing, you know, that doesn't work. No, we don't need to be putting that on ourselves right? and creating more stress and more that cycle of I am not enough. Right. Right. And then as we're working through like generational things too, um, I was talking with Mm -hmm. my son about generational things and things that I was passing on to him. And, you know, we've been working through a lot of those things over this last year, especially, um, you know, we've worked up to this, mm-hmm. um, but he was asking me some of mm-hmm. my food traumas as kids. So you're fine. I want mm-hmm. you to be stopped. <laughs> but we were talking about it and we realized the point in time where he started eating more cereal was a point in time when I didn't have food as a kid. And so it was interesting. Mm-hmm. That it was kind of like the response to my food trauma was Mm -hmm. that he was given more food to eat. Hmm. I was like, wow, Mm -hmm. my kid's so smart. So I I always like, you know what? Um, Now that I'm thinking about it, I cook a lot more than my parents did at home. I was basically a latchkey kid growing up. Um, So we kind of fended for ourselves and we ate a lot of hamburger helper and things like that. I cannot stand hamburger helper now. Um, Same, Mm -hmm. but but, um, it was a big deal when we were growing up though, hamburger helper. Absolutely. It was like, wow, you have the cool mom. She made hamburger (laughs) helper. Now we're like, and I'm like, I made that myself. What are you talking about? um, (laughs) You know, I, I feed my kids so differently than I was fed growing up. Um, and I think partially because of the things that I went through as a child, because we didn't have a lot, you know, we were, um, uh, my mom often has said that she made $25 too much for food stamps. Mm-hmm. You know, when we were kids, that's, so it was tight. It was tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was tight, tight, tight. Um, And so we could only afford certain foods. So having a fresh salad at dinner when I was a kid was like fancy, fancy stuff. Um, Having a a fresh vegetables now with my kids, half of them I grow in my garden, but it's 
more commonplace, like having fresh vegetables. It's like the stuff that was like a luxury, but is actually good for you when I was a kid is Mm -hmm. now a staple in my home. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, it, it, it's it's so interesting it, yeah right there's so many levels like so you many. start to get into it like I see your yeah. eyes getting all yeah. excited right like, yeah. yeah like right. what happened like this this happens a lot with you know it can be health mm-hmm. issues too like mm-hmm. whatever your challenges are I think they happen at a certain time mm-hmm. because something is going on then like well when when did this first start happening you know, mm-hmm. oh, well, my mother died or, you know, I got divorced or, you know, something big or I moved across the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, those kinds of things happening in our lives can have huge impacts and we don't even realize how much they can affect mm-hmm. star eating, you know. Right, right, right. Because so. then your tummy is upset because you're uneasy about what's happening. So then mm-hmm. what are you eating? And then if you're eating junk. Then you're feeling like junk. And then what do you f- eat when you feel like junk? More junk. More junk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More junk. Why? Yeah. Because we feel like junk. When we feel like junk, we want junk. And it just, <laughs> yeah, it keeps going. Yeah. So, right. Um, right. you know, but I get, just like a lot of the things that we talk about, it all begins with the awareness of there's something going on there. And even if you don't have, the skills or the tools to work through that yourself, there's people you can lean on like Joanne, you know, she's <laughs> fabulous and, you know, you can connect with her and talk with her and try to figure out some of those things for yourself. You I know? like that. It's your programs are individualized because mm-hmm. it's not, it's really not It's really a nice. cookie cutter because mm-hmm. what diet is diet diet appropriate not dieting but what you're eating is appropriate for your body might not be appropriate for my body Mm -hmm. because of what's going you know so because we're all so individualized well and our bodies are just built differently right I'm a foot taller than you so so no (laughs) we can take the exact same steps and she's like a mile ahead of me right like (laughs) I'm like running to keep up with her like I can't keep that piece up so you know our bodies are different on the outside they're different on the inside and how they function and how they work and how they do things is very individualized to our very own DNA and our our stories our experiences and things like that it's nice that we can take both pieces and figure this diet piece, this healthy eating piece out together with you, Joanne. So thank you for bringing this service to the community. I think it's really, really important. Thank you. Thank you for let me share with you because it's obviously what I'm passionate about and that's what I love about the work is it's it is individualized everyone's Mm -hmm. unique and everyone has their own story and um you know so it makes it interesting and Mm -hmm. that's that's a good thing it is a good thing now um forgot to ask you earlier but do you have Mm -hmm. any upcoming events trainings or things like that that you would like to I just, um, well, I have my book club and, uh-huh. but I know not your, your audience isn't all, um, local. They're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that is, well, so I what book that are that, you, 
What yeah, are you I'll tell you the book that we're reading. I was like, what are you whether reading right now? Whether like, you're in the book club or not. Um, it's called The Gifts of Our The Gifts of Our Compulsions mm. by Mary O'Malley. Mm-hmm. And it is such a positive perspective on compulsions or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, just like our body is here to tell us something, our compulsions are here to to help us mm-hmm. learn something. Mm-hmm. And paying attention to them rather than trying to get rid of them and fight with them um, and really seeing them as our friends mm-hmm. is, is kind of the perspective of the book. And there's lots of great tools in it, too. But it's really about being very present with what's going on when you're having these compulsions, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's overeating or anything else. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's true for any kind of habit that we think is a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it's it gets real deep into all of that stuff. That's cool. So, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I and then it. the name of the book and the author one more time. Um, the Gift of Our Compulsions by Mary O'Malley. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Look yeah. that one up. Yes. Add it yeah. to my Add audible, to list. audible list. <laughs> it's, a, it's an oldie but goodie. <laughs> Good. I, you know, some of those older uh books like that are some of the best because mm-hmm. they the clarity of the way they speak is it's much more clear than some of the newer more f- newer fangled ones which either talk in circles or <laughs> loop your around <laughs> The the art be, of writing yeah, really comes different. out in an older book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. was really a structure to how you're supposed to present, <laughs> work through things. Uh-huh. And now people just do things however they want. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I never do that. What are you talking right. about? <laughs> right. Um, so again, Joanne, thank you so much for sharing your gifts with us today and with our audience we appreciate you so much and we're looking forward to connecting with you some more. We're going to drop your links below, but why don't you go ahead and let us know where can people find you? The best way is through my website and it's my name, joanneedinburgh.com. So two N's and two E's. And yeah, everything's on there. You can set up a free consultation with me to find out more. Um, and there's links to my podcasts on there, yeah. other ones that I've done, and I'll have you guys on there as well. Yay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. So you can Thank hear you. more about, hear her talk and get to know more about her heart and soul before you connect with her, or you can dive right in and get a consultation for free. I love that. Mm-hmm. All in the same spot. All in the same spot. So Excellent. excited to have you at the table today. And thank you all for joining us uh, today. It's been a pleasure. As always, we couldn't do it without you. And we love you. Namaste. Namaste. So we are uh, Sue and Greta, or our trail names are Lilo and Stitch. And we are hiking the whole Appalachian Trail from Maine to Georgia. So 2,194.3 miles. <laughs> and uh, we're doing it to raise $50,000 or more Yes, <laughs> um, for Parkinson's disease research. Yeah, through the, through the Michael J. Fox Foundation. And we are doing it all in honor of my dad, 
her husband who was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease back in 2010. So, mm. and we all know so many people yeah. who are diagnosed with Parkinson's disease and we are trying to do our small part in the world of Parkinson's disease to find a cure. Thank you for joining us today on the Women in Leadership Body, Soul, Mind, and Business podcast. Please download the podcast on your favorite podcast player. We love you, and we will see you next time. Namaste.